0: Hello and welcome back. I'm Steve Murphy, a trust and estates attorney with McGuire Woods LLP. And this is Once Removed, my podcast on estate planning, trusts, property, taxes, family, legacy, and everything else on my mind. This is another episode on trusts. One of the things we'll try to do here on Once Removed is to discuss some cases that highlight some of the issues we'll be discussing. In the last few episodes, we discussed trusts their advantages and disadvantages and how to structure trustee discretion and the concept of rules versus standards. And all of that seemed to lead us to the importance of naming the right trustee, whether it's a beneficiary or a friend or family member or a professional trustee. But in that last episode, we left with one parting comment that you could also give persons the power to remove and replace the trustee. And if it's important to decide who to name as a trustee to begin with, then it follows that it's also important to be able to remove and replace that trustee. This removal of power is very rule-based. That is, you would give certain people the power to remove and replace the trustee, and if they can remove and replace the trustee, then often that's their right, and they don't have to justify it to anyone. So if you give persons that right, you might need to consider what kinds of rules to have in place. I think there are a couple of categories. What kinds of trustees can be removed and replaced? That is, can someone remove and replace a trustee named by you? Who can remove and replace a trustee? perhaps that could be you during your lifetime, you could have that power. But then after your death, who should have that power? Should it be the primary beneficiary or the beneficiaries acting together or a third party like a trust protector or maybe just the court? And if they can remove the trustee, who can they replace it with? Can they only replace it with a bank or a trust company? These are all great questions. And to explore those, let's discuss our case. This is the case of the Leo Kahn revocable trust. It's a recent case out of Massachusetts. The full case citation will be in the case notes. In this case, an individual passed away and set up a few trusts. We'll call him the settlor, since that's usually the term I use for someone who sets up a trust. The settlor created a spousal trust for the benefit of his wife. We'll call her the spouse in this summary, rather than using her name, since that just helps to remind us of her relationship to the settlor. The spousal trust benefited the spouse during her lifetime. And then upon her death, she had the power to decide where the assets passed. And if she didn't exercise that power, the remainder passed to her descendants. The settler named three trustees of that spousal trust. The spouse, the settlers' son, and a third trustee. We'll call the spouse, the, the we'll call the settlers' son the stepson, because it just highlights his relationship to the spouse. He was her stepson. Eventually, the spouse wanted to have the stepson and the other person removed as trustee. By the time of this case, the other trustee had passed away, so the spouse was just trying to remove the stepson. And the trust document gave the beneficiary certain powers to remove trustees. But the problem is that the trust document said that for trustees named by the settlor, like the stepson, they could not be removed, quote, with or without cause so suggested that the stepson couldn't be removed by the beneficiaries, but there's another provision that the spouse relied on. She noted that under Massachusetts law, there's a provision that says that the court can remove trustees for breaches of fiduciary duty. Well, there's no allegation of that here, but that same statute says that if all the qualified beneficiaries agree, basically if the current beneficiaries and all the remainder beneficiaries agree, then they can ask the court to remove the trustee if the removal does not violate what's called a material purpose. This term material purpose is a threshold question for lots of issues for a trust, like potential modifications, and we're seeing more and more cases that explore that term. We'll talk about that in later episodes. But in this case, the court really had to dive into these questions. How did the terms of the trust interact with the terms of the statute? Did the trust override those terms so the stepson could not be removed? Or did the trust agreement still allow the court to remove the trustee if the qualified beneficiary is requested? And on a related note, was it a material purpose of the trust that the stepson service trustee? So what did the appellate court decide? Well, the court found that there was an ambiguity. So on, a, on appeal, the appellate court remanded that case back to the trial court for the trial court to resolve this ambiguity based on the settler's intent. So what's the takeaway? Maybe it's this because of the trust language and because of these provisions of applicable law, the court found some ambiguity, some uncertainty about these provisions for removal of a trustee. And I always like to close with some kind of thought exercise, but here maybe a few questions. Who is the right trustee for you to name? What kinds of trustees can be removed and replaced? Who can remove and replace the trustee? And if they can remove the trustee, who can they replace it with? There's no right or wrong answers here. And in fact, we could imagine any number of reasons why the set law in the con case would have decided one way or another. But as you think through those questions, make sure that the trust agreement answers all these questions as clearly as possible. I'm Steve Murphy, and this has been Once Removed, a podcast on thoughtful estate planning. Thanks for listening.